Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to the Week 10 edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. Mike Rifkin, Noah Trombley with you. No, we are entering Week 10 of the NFL season. How's it going? I can't believe we're already halfway done the season. It just feels like yesterday we started. I still can't believe it's not butter. Uh, yeah, I know that that's the most important one, but yeah, like yeah. week 10 already, like this is insane. Yeah, we got a lot to cover. We're going to cover a couple of specific teams in the AFC who made statements on Sunday. We're going to cover the quarterback position for several teams as well. And that's where we're going to start. We'll start with the quarterback, but this has nothing to do with an injury. This has nothing to do with anything other than Carson Wentz finally has a home. He has signed a deal with the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis to back up Matthew Stafford. Unless there is something else going on here to where they think maybe the Stafford thing is bigger than we initially thought. But no, Carson Wentz to the Rams. Yeah, this it is a to me. I I have to admit, I think it's a very odd signing. I I don't not in terms of the Rams because they get a fantastic backup quarterback um, for Matthew Stafford. I mean, we saw how good Lord we saw how Brett Rippon looked uh, this past weekend, and it was not good. Thirteen of twenty eight, one hundred and thirty yards, and one pick. The offense just looked completely lost without Matthew Stafford um, out there. So I I totally agree with this for the Rams perspective because you get a good backup quarterback. You know this guy can play. You know this guy can throw the ball down the field and stuff like that. But for Wentz, it doesn't make much sense. Here's why. There are a couple of teams out there right now that I believe that if you go to Carson Wentz, you're starting right away. Like, he goes to the – here's the thing. He goes to the Colts. I think he's starting, possibly over Gardner Minshew. If he goes to the Jets, I think he's starting over Zach Wilson. And the, We will get to that in a little bit. And the biggest one, which we'll also get to a little bit, if you go to the Giants, you're you're the starter already. Like, you're already the starter. So yeah. – I don't understand for Carson Wentz's perspective, why wouldn't you go to a team where you know you could start? Um, that makes me think what you said, Mike. I wonder if the Matthew Stafford injury is worse than we thought. And maybe there's something else going on that maybe the, I don't know, maybe the injury is worse than we thought. Maybe it's taking a little more time to heal. I don't know. I'm, it's a very interesting signing for me, though. I like it from the Ram perspective for this reason. You're not only getting him to potentially back up Stafford, depending on you know the severity of his injury right now, but Carson Wentz could also be your answer for when Matthew Stafford decides to hang it up, which, let's be real honest, that could happen after the season. It could. And you could be caught with... with your hand in the cookie jar and not knowing what to do. Because 
Listen, I know the Rams are are scuffling a little bit, you know, and they're three and I think they're three and five. Double checking, they're Uh, three and six at the moment. Six, yeah. So the bye week's this week. So maybe Carson Wentz can be the guy. Hey, late in the season, Matthew Stafford. Hey. Your legacy is what it is. We can't get go any further with it. Let's see what Carson Wentz has. Kind of like what we did with Baker Mayfield last year. And I think they would have loved to keep Baker Mayfield. Baker just, you know, whatever reason, goes to Tampa Bay. You know, and, and that happens. So this is a great, a good signing, I think, for Sean McVay. I think it's a good signing for Carson Wentz, too. You're going to a team. That has Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Puka Nakua, one of the greatest names of all time. <laughs> it's a team that's eventually going to need to revamp its running game until Kyron Williams comes back. But you got you got talent, and you brought up several teams also that he could be playing for. He would start on the Jets. He would most certainly start on the Giants. Indy, I'm not so sure about because he when he played there a couple of years ago, I don't know why they didn't just bring him back. Right. Um, but but there are others. Would you start him in Chicago over Tyler Tyson Bajent? Yeah. Tyson Bajent, you know. I, I think you can make the case I'd start him in New England over Mac Jones at this point. Yeah. You know, so and he, here's the full circle part of this. The Rams took Jared Goff number one overall that year. Carson once what number two? To Philly, yeah. So now it's kind of full circle. The Rams get both players. Well, and it's it, I think what's so crazy about both their stories, Mike, is that they almost had this similar thing. They had the the like the initial rookie year was like okay, they're they're getting there. Then like year two and three of them, like you know, Goff's in the Super Bowl and Wentz is almost MVP level and all this. And then like they hit that high, and then they both just completely fall off a cliff. And then now it's Wentz has just continued that downward spiral, and Goff has reascended now in Detroit. And, and think about it. Carson Wentz was an MVP. And he got hurt mm-hmm. against the Rams. Against the, oh yeah, against the Rams. So so it, now it really is kind of a full circle thing. So listen, Carson Wentz, you're going to have an opportunity here, man. And whether it's the Stafford injury or something else, you get to play for Sean McVay, and yeah. there are very few offensive coaches right now better than Sean McVay. So you're going to get a chance. To kind of resurrect your career, so for sure, yeah, really. So we'll have to, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Also, want to be very weary of the Stafford thing, um, because Matthew Stafford has been such a gamer his whole career. Yeah, that if this is that bad, you know something's really wrong. Yeah, I mean, I know Brett Rippin looked awful, but the fact that they completely waived him and then signed. Wentz, it's like you got to think there's something more going on with Stafford. Yeah, that, you got to think that way. Because if, so. if you're if you're if you're the Rams and you think Stafford can go the rest of the year, let's say he's expected to come back next week, why bother with? There'd Wentz? be no point. There'd be no point. Yeah, 
Well, also, one other team I could throw out there. I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Desmond Ritter. Oh, wait, Taylor Heineke's starting to play for Atlanta. I'll give Heineke the benefit of the doubt. He looked good against the Vikings. It's just a certain other guy looked way better. Um, and, oh, God. I mean, I know the NFL's swooning over it, but if you want to talk about it real quick, I'm like, what a story for Josh Dobbs. Okay. I know that the, the, the Comeback Player of the Year award is a weird award, given mainly to guys coming off injuries. Give the award to Josh Dobbs. Well, I don't know what he's coming back from, but – He's established himself. The the, mo- the the comeback player of the year is going to Demar Hamlin, and it's not even close. No, I know it is. Um, but I, mean, I think you, if there's a, I wish the NFL had a most improved player of the year, like the NBA does. Like the NBA does, I would 100 give it to Josh Dobbs because we're talking about a guy who played well for the Cardinals the at beginning part of this year. Yeah, Adam in games also like that. Kirk Cousins goes down with an injury. What do they do? They immediately, like immediately trade for Josh Dobbs. And we're all thinking, all right, Jaron Hall's going to start this week, and then they'll get Dobbs and probably. And it's like, nope, Jaron Hall goes down, and Josh Dobbs goes 20 of 30 for 158 yards and two touchdowns, leading a comeback drive to beat the Atlanta Falcons. And how how about the bigger story? His arm was great. He used his legs. Mm-hmm. The biggest plays of the game were Josh Dobbs scrambling. Seven, out of seven the carries for sixty-six yards and added a rushing touchdown. Like that, and this is a guy who wasn't even on the team last week. He didn't know the offense. He didn't even he know any. Did he didn't know, know any of the, the players. Offense. You know, there's a great Twitter vid, uh, the video on Twitter of Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings celebrating in the locker room. And they're talking about everyone who stepped up and then the amount of love and respect they had for Josh Dobbs during this video. Phenomenal stuff. Well, and what's crazy, Mike, just to go on them real quick. We were talking probably, what, three or four weeks ago about how the Vikings were dead. They're one and four. I don't see mm-hmm. them, what they're going with this. Now, all of a sudden, they're five and four and they're right back into the playoff race. And they're doing it. Think of the, the, the craziest part about this. Forget Kirk Cousins. They're doing this without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, Mike. They're one game out of the division for the division winner. I know. I, I still now do. I still think the Lions are probably better than the Vikings. Yes. But when you're talking, you are one game out of the division lead after where you were a couple weeks ago. I. I I don't know about you, Mike. Kevin O'Connell's making a making a case for coach of the year. I, I think there are a lot of good candidates right now for coach of the year. Um, we'll talk about two of them in a little bit, but Kevin O'Connell's in there. There's a guy in Houston right now, I think, mm-hmm. who has a good case. A guy in Baltimore who we'll talk about a little bit has a case. I would put Dan Campbell in the conversation as well. I, yep. I think that's very much a deserved conversation. And that's why I like Coach of the Year, because you could go off of different guys and just go, is it this guy? Is it this guy? Well, and what's also it, cool about it, Mike, is you can go off of different scenarios. Like, do you give it to the guy yeah. who just had the best record and, like, this team was dominant, like, just say Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, or do you give it to a guy that was like, oh, this team was down and out of it, but he right. – did these moves and brought them back. And now they're in the plus. Cause like, here's the thing, Mike, you look at the NFC right now, 
I t- obviously I think we're gonna get the Eagles and Cowboys both out of the East to the playoffs. Yes. I don't trust the Commanders or Giants. Well, the, the, the Giants season's over. Yeah. We'll get into that. Uh, obviously the Niners and the Seahawks out of the West. I think the Seahawks are still a playoff team. Seahawks are definitely a playoff team. In my mind. I don't. I I'm not buying the Rams right now unless they make a miraculous turnaround. No, that they're. That depends on the Stafford one right. situation. And then obviously Cardinals are done. Packers, Bears, done. And I don't trust anybody. You're not getting the second team out of the South. You're right. going to get so one. The Vikings slot right into that seventh playoff seed right now. And if you go back to the beginning part of their schedule, just for a second, they lose to Philly. Philly's going to make the playoffs regardless. They beat a Carolina team that's not very good. They beat a Chicago team that's not very good. But they take the one. The one that stands out is the twenty to seventeen loss to Tampa. But Tampa is self destructed. Yeah, and well, I, I'm ready to blow them up. And you yeah. look at some of their big wins. They had that big win against the Niners. That was yeah. huge. They, I mean, they for all intents and purposes took the Chiefs to the limit. Yep. And if it wasn't for some bad refereeing calls, we could be saying the Minnesota Vikings had two huge upset wins. And by the way, they beat a Falcons team now that if we're going into the tiebreaker scenario, they'd have it. They'd have it. Because they beat them in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So coming up for the Vikings, they play the Saints this week. Oh, how's this for back-to-back? After the Saints, they play the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears, both of which, as of right now, are scheduled prime time games. Oh, my God. So the Vikings have an opportunity here. They really do. And you're right on O'Connell. You know, and, and also they've talked about Justin Jefferson possibly coming back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, imagine the impact that gets. Oh yeah, like Dobbs is gonna have some fun in in Minnesota. Oh, uh, with him, Jefferson, Jordan Addison's had a nice rookie year. Hawkinson, mm-hmm. ooh-wee. So, all right, so 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 that's the high side. The Vikings doing some things, but you brought up a team before in the Cardinals. And they got big. They made some news today. Kyler Murray has been activated off of injured reserve. He will start Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, coming off of a, off of his torn ACL from last year. The next seven weeks for Kyler Murray is it an audition. Mm-hmm. It is an audition for the Arizona Cardinals, and it is an audition for other teams around the league. And I know people are going to say this, but I have to. This regime in the Arizona Cardinals did not sign this contract. Nope, they did not. Cliff Kingsbury signed this. And his regime, that's where the contract came in. Those guys are no longer around the organization. So if Kyler Murray plays well, the Cardinals have their guy. Now here's the flip side to this. The Cardinals right now, if the season ended today, would be picking first overall. 
So the question would be today, because if Kyler Murray doesn't play, would you draft Caleb Williams first overall? Or do you go and say, you know what? We believe in Kyler. We're going to go Marvin Harrison first overall. Well, or do you do what the Bears did and try to get a haul for the for the pick? You you could, but it it'd have to be a pretty desperate, desperate team. And I can think of one right now. Yeah, I can think of one right now. Um, yeah, I mean it's very interesting because I I do think Kyler Murray has a lot of talent. The guy mm-hmm. is one of the best running quarterbacks we've ever seen. And it's true. Just the how fast that guy can get and how good he is at scrambling out of the pocket is, is a talent we have not seen in a long time in the NFL. And he's so quick. He's he, and he, and here's the thing. He throws a great ball too. He throws a deep yeah. ball, like nobody's business. His running ability is Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. But he's got a much better arm than Michael Vick ever had. Oh, 100%. So that's what makes him so unique. So if you're the Cardinals, yeah, I mean, you you have a unique opportunity here. You see how he plays. You you tell Gannon basically, all right, here he is. See how he plays the last seven weeks and see. And then you're going to make the ultimate decision. Do you want to go for Caleb Williams and we'll find a trade partner for Kyler Murray? Or... Do you want to stick with Kyler and do you want to see what we can do in the first round? Cause I, and then I do think you do start exploring those trade opportunities. You see, okay, maybe do a, does a team trade up to get the first overall pick and we get a nice haul for it. Or do, like you said, take the best receiver, take Marvin Harrison jr. And now you have a, and I mean, think about it, Mike, a wide receiving core of Marvin Harrison jr. And Hollywood Brown. I'll take that. And you put a guy like Rondale Moore in the slot. Like that is that offense is speed personified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know. it's a very interesting seven weeks for this because, I mean, if like I said, if Kyler plays well, then that throws a wrench into everything that I think teams do because now, if you're the Bears, do you take Caleb Williams? If you're the Giants, do you move up to try to get Caleb Williams? If you're the Falcons, do you try to move? Do you try to trade up for a quarterback? There's a lot of options here. And there's other teams. New England's going to need a guy. We'll get Mm -hmm. into that. Here's the other part. And you brought up the the other team in this, and that's Chicago. And if Justin Fields, you know, he's been out with this thumb, I think, and, you know, he's had some other issues. If Justin Fields comes back and plays well, where do the Bears go? Mm-hmm. Or do the Bears say to other teams, hey, we're going to, you know, we're open to listening on Justin Fields because we're going to go in this other direction. And, you know, I'm not saying you're going to get a guaranteed first-round pick for Justin Fields, but there's a team out there who would say, you know what, I'll take a chance. I'm looking at you, Tampa. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield's not your answer. I mean, I hate to say it, but if the Cowboys want to move on from Dak – I'll right. Well, that's another one. I I mean, Brian Gutekist last week said, we don't know if Jordan loves the answer in Green Bay. They could throw a wrench into this whole thing, too. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of teams out there who are going to be searching for a quarterback. We're going to do a whole quarterbacks thing 
hopefully next week when we have the band back together. <laughs> um, yeah, but Arizona, here's the thing if you're a Cardinals fan. Here are two things. One, if Kyler plays well and you keep him, you're happy you have your quarterback. If Kyler plays well and you trade him, you're going to get something good in return. Mm -hmm. Either way, if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to be happy for the most part with how the team performed in the absence of Kyler Murray. I mean, we we talked about it. I mean, they they came out. They had a good game against Washington. They beat the Cowboys in a massive upset. Yeah. They they took. I mean, they took San Fran to the limit. Yeah, their only bad, really bad, bad game was this week against Cleveland and. That's because they were playing Clayton Toon. Who had 58 yards passing. And that's why they wanted to play the Kyler Murray Toon now instead. So, yeah, exactly. So that's where the Cardinals are. We have other quarterback news, too. Two other quick quarterback hits. The Titans have said Will Levis is their starter going forward. Smart decision. It's the right call. Yep. Ryan Tannehill doesn't have a future with the franchise. That's the smart play. And we know Malik Willis isn't ready. And we know Malik Willis isn't ready. The other piece of quarterback news that came down Sunday, Daniel Jones of the Giants tore his ACL. He's done for the rest of the year. And I'm going to say it now. The Daniel Jones era for the New York Giants is over. The only problem with that, Mike, is how do you get out of that contract? Well – there's an out after next year. So, so if they can, if they now listen again, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm presuming with like insurance policies, I'm there might be a way out. They'll figure that out. Now he, he but here's the thing: Brian Dable, Joe Shane, every Giant fan listening right now, tank the year. Tank the rest of the season. I don't want to see Tyrod playing. I don't want to see Eli Manning coming out of retirement. I want to see Tommy DeVito. Tommy freaking DeVito taking snaps mm -hmm. all year long. Gain the losses. It, it, mount them up. Caleb Williams, you are a New York football giant or Drake May. Mike, I, I, I sit here and you just think about oh, last week. How did they not trade Saquon Barkley? It is the biggest mistake. Actually, it's the second biggest mistake they've made. Because, Joe Shane, you do realize you're losing Saquon Barkley for nothing after this year, right? He's he's leaving. There, There's no doubt in my mind Saquon Barkley is going to hit the free agency market. And you're going to lose him for absolutely nothing. You're not even going to get a conditional third round pick from this. Like you are losing him. That's it. And you had a possibility to possibly get a. I, I mean, I think Mike, if, if they had taken calls for Saquon Barkley, you're getting at least a third. I think you could have gotten a second. Oh, probably. And it's like I, I'm you, thinking low. You could have gotten a second round pick. Or, a or even maybe a very late first if it's like KC or Baltimore yeah. or a team like that. And you could have done that and you could have been set up nicely for the future and yet you decided to stick with this and now 
Daniel Jones is done and you are going to lose Saquon Barkley for nothing. Like you try to do a rebuild and now you have to rebuild again. It's And this all comes off of the first mistake they made, which you can't blame them for because they didn't come into this. So they came in and they said, you know, we're not going to pick up the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. Last year had to be a prove it year. Yep. Well, he didn't prove much, but he didn't turn the ball over. So because of the fifth year option, and because you didn't want to franchise tag him for forty million bucks, totally understandable. You had to come to terms on a long term deal with him, and now it is blown up in your face. Not just based on his play this year, but now this injury. Mm-hmm. You know, so now you're you're in such a tough spot organizationally, where maybe there is a team that that just says, you know what. I'll take a chance, trade you a, a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. Daniel Jones, maybe I catch lightning in a bottle. He, here's the thing, though, if you're the Giants. I don't care if it's Caleb Williams. I don't care if it's Drake May. I don't care if it's Kerry Collins or Eli Manning. Your goal the rest of the season is to lose. Your goal this offseason is to get your next franchise quarterback, and you have to pair him with a number one wide receiver right away. No more Sterling Shepherds, Darius Slaytons. You know, the the guy they got from the Bills whose name I'm blanking on. You know, Oh, um, uh, oh, God. Isaiah McKenzie. No, it wasn't McKenzie. No, it wasn't McKenzie. Who who did they get from the Bills? You're you're absolutely right. And I can't I can't remember what that guy's name is. Hold on, I'll look him up. Okay. And and look, Darren Waller's there. He's your tight end. Tight end can't be your best pass catch. You need re- receivers. Oh, out was it Isaiah Hodgins? Hodgins, there you go. So get let's get some real receivers in there. Noah's right. You're probably losing Saquon for nothing. But you could let's be real honest. If Saquon signs with the team, I'm going to throw them out there just based on fact. The Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe you can make a trade for Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, here's, what's Green here's, Bay, what's Green Bay do with an Aaron Jones? Yeah, you, there are some good free agents going to hit the market, uh, unrestricted free agents in terms of wide receivers. You've got. Mike Evans, who is is going to be thirty one, but I mean that's still you still got a couple every of years. year. He hits a thousand yards. Yes, yeah. you got Curtis Samuel, you got Tyler Boyd, Cedric Wilson, Kendrick Bourne, DJ Shark, Michael Hardman. I'll uh, tell you what, you said Evans, but the guy I would look at is Tyler Boyd. Yeah, or go opposite him. Look at T Higgins. Yeah. I, I I don't know about you, Mike. I really do like Kendrick Bourne as well. I, you know, my problem with Kendrick Bourne is he does not remind me at all of Jason Bourne from the Bourne Identity films. And he he just tore his ACL as he well. He just tore his ACL. But but you know what? I, I don't want to say I mean, that means he's coming in pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get a good you could get a good you deal. Get out a of him deal. 
And you if know. he performs like he did in New England, that's a decent receiver. But by the way, if you could sign Boyd or a Higgins to go with a, a Bourne, and then you throw in Darren Waller, I love Saquon. You don't need the elite running back. You just need a guy who could do the Sign Dalvin Cook. Yeah. He's going to come and cheat. You know why? And then Jack for the Jets. He hasn't done anything for the Jets. So that that has potential. So uh, story for the Giants, Daniel Jones after the year. Now they the, the tank is on. Um, now we'll, we'll go into some things that, that happened Sunday, and, and we, we're, we're going to start with respect. And there are two teams in the AFC we are going to pay respect to. The first one, I, I believed in, Noah didn't. The other one, no one believed in. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens, who straight up slapped the Seattle Seahawks in the face. Oh my God. It was 37 it was, to 3. I don't know, Mike. Have you ever seen that that meme of the of the guy who uh his kid gets hit by another kid and he slaps him and then he starts slapping all the adults? Mm-hmm. And that was Baltimore to Seattle. Just every Seattle player just, it was just it was a mauling. And they mauled the Lions too. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, I you're right, Mike. I have to I have to hold my hands up and say, look, th- this Ravens team is oh boy, it is something special. And I didn't think it would be, but I mean, you look at the stats from Sunday. Total yards, 515 for the Ravens. 151 for the Seahawks. They forced a turn. They forced forced two turnovers, even though, and even though the Ravens gave up two of their own. I mean, the Ravens were efficient on third down. They were six of 13 while holding the Seahawks for one of 12 on third down. And man, it, it, it is, it has been, and, and they're doing this all by rushing the ball. It's not Lamar. Like Lamar Jackson is having a fine year. Mike, but it's this run game, which I thought would be the 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 downfall of the of the Baltimore Ravens. Kean Mitchell, nine carries, 138 yards, and one touchdown. Gus Edwards, 52 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar added 60 yards. It's like, wow, this this Ravens team just finds a way to win. And like they're beating good teams. They beat the Texans, they beat the Bengals. They beat the Colts. They or I'm sorry, they lost to the Colts. They lost to the Colts. But they destroyed the Browns, beat the Titans, lost the Steelers, which was a weird one, but they destroyed the Lions, beat the Cardinals, and beat the Ravens. Beat the Seahawks. But by the way, the only game you look at and go really weird is the Steeler game because they handed that one to the Steelers on a silver platter. You know what it is, Mike? It, it's it's last year's version of the Giant game. Yeah, it, it really is. I, now, but here's the key to all of this for, for me on offense. And, and people are gonna could argue this, but the threats of Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and Zay Flowers, you know what Mark Andrews is. The threats of those two guys with their speed doesn't allow you to load eight and nine up in the box to stop the run. Yeah, no, you, you open now, it up. You can open it up. Lamar has played, for the most part, very well with his arm. His arm has made big-time plays. 
the other side of the ball, though. This defense. defense, like, this defense is, it's legit. They, it, it, Yeah, it is. I mean, I, it, I mean, Gino got sacked four times. They hit him a bunch more. You know, it, it's just, they force a couple of turnovers. They do what they have to do. I mean, they are just... They're not the 2,000 Ravens, but they're really good at what they do. I mean, currently they are fifth best in terms of passing yards per game. They are, let's check here. They are, uh, they're not as good rushing. They're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth in rushing yards, but still top 10 in rushing yards allowed. Uh, scoring wise, not the probably the best there, but there's still. I mean that the defense is just it, it's playing much better than I thought it was going to, and yeah. I have to give them credit. They are the top of the AFC right now, and I won't get into it just yet. But like th- this AFC, Mike, this AFC is a dog fight. This AFC is so wide open. Mm-hmm. There's legitimately. Probably seven teams in the AFC. You could see here right now. I'm not surprised if they're playing Super Bowl Sunday. And here's the thing, Mike. We look at the we look at the AFC right now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There are thirteen teams either at the top or within three games of the number one seed. That's insane. And, and- yeah, like, and we talk about the, the NFC is so top heavy. The rest of the conference is media. The AFC is just loaded, loaded. Baltimore, really good. Kansas City, really good. The Chargers look like they're turning it around. The, the Jags are good. The listen, you want to talk about being back? The Bengals are back. The Bengals are back. The Bengals are back, back. The Browns have probably the best defense in the league. Browns have a great defense. If Deshaun Watson would stop thinking about massages, they, they'd be better. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are really good. Uh. That, listen, you could say what you want, and I know, you know what, I'm going to get into this stuff. I didn't <laughs> want to get into this. I'm going to get into this. I'm sorry, Mike. I had to because it's it's the, the prevailing thing. No, no. And I get it. I totally understand. In order to be considered a contender, you have to beat good teams. This is the NFL. This is in college football, correct? Last time yes. I checked? Okay. The NFL makes the schedules, you dopes. Here's my problem. The, the Dolphins beat the Patriots twice, they beat the Panthers, they beat the Giants, they beat beat bad teams. Fine. That's great stuff. Go back, watch the Philly game. They were with Philly most of the game with penalties being 10-0. Go back and watch this Chiefs game. Yeah, they trailed 21-0. I'm not going to sit here and deny that one. But they fought their way back. 
and got it to 21 to 14. And they could have tied it. They had plenty of opportunities. They just didn't cash in on. And if you go to the backbreaking play, it's a defensive touchdown, which was a great play by Kansas City. But here's the thing. They still held Patrick Mahomes to 14 points. Yeah, only 185 yards. So the defense did its job. Mm-hmm. The offense had problems. Kansas City's defense has been great all year. Give them the props they deserve. Yeah. That doesn't mean I can't believe in the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I, I will admit, Mike, I mean, I, I did it a little. I did that a little more for the for the playoff. Oh, thing, but... No, I get why you did it. My problem is the the outside media. Because yeah. everyone wants to point at, oh, well, they beat these bad teams. Well, hold on a second. Everyone in the outside media loves Justin Herbert. They beat the Chargers week one in L.A. Bill Belichick's arguably the greatest head coach of all time. They beat him not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. Listen, you want to say, well, the Giants suck? I know the Giants suck. I know the Panthers suck, but if they were to lose those games, you're going to rip them regardless. So you're in a lose-lose situation in that spot. But here's where I'm going to flip it around. American hero Aaron Rodgers goes to the New York Jets. Everyone wants the Jets to go to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers four plays in, tears his Achilles. I know it was Zach Wilson. But the Jets beat the Giants by a mere by a mere field goal. Mm-hmm. And if the Giants kick a field goal, the Giants beat the Jets. And we're not like, huzzah, the Jets have stayed alive before Aaron Rodgers can return. You know what? To my point, to your point, Mike, the amount of parity in this league this year has been insane. Yeah. Like it feels like on any Sunday, any team can beat any team. Well, like I said, we just we just gushed about Baltimore. Like we said, they somehow went to Pittsburgh and lost 17 to 10. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Well, you got what? the Chiefs, you got the Chiefs going into Denver and losing Lighting to Denver for the first. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, um it's so it's great. like, yeah, it, and, it's great stuff. And here's the thing. I I will and I will say this, and I actually I'm gonna quote Stephen A on this because he actually had a very good quote that I actually agreed with. I cannot count the Dolphins as other than contenders when I know what that offense can do. And by the way, I, I, I'm going back to the Philly game for just for a second. They went to Philly, went against everyone's favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles, without their top two corners, without two starting offensive linemen, and Jalen Waddle gets hurt during the game. And they're still in the game late. That's what's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, listen, week to week, you could beat anybody. Yeah. That's what this league is proven to be. Okay. We talked high of Baltimore. We got into the head headliners. The Houston Texans are now over 500. Yeah. After well, they're not over, but the they're at 500. Blocks. Did you hear me, Mike? They're at 500. They're at five hundred. They're four and four. I think. I think their bye week's actually this week. No. Uh, no. That's nope. I'm 11. sorry. It is. It's the no, not the following week. It is week. I'm guessing week thirteen. Then. 
Yeah, it's week thirteen. They go on the bye. So they have they have two weeks before their their three weeks before their bye week. But think about what they did though on Sunday. CJ Stroud was a monster over 400 yards. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns against the Bucks defense. Pretty good. Tank Dell has been great. They lose their kicker. They have to use their third string running back, Dare Ogimbalwe. Something. Along those lines, I apologize to Dare if I butchered that. He kicked a field goal. He kicked field goals for him. He did. Like, that's impressive. Now, you brought up Kevin O'Connell for Coach of the I'm going to bring up D'Amico Ryans. Please do. D'Amico, the Houston Texans have been a laughing stock of an organization for a long time. D'Amico Ryan's has brought respectability and accountability. He has, they now have their franchise quarterback in CJ Stroud. They have a defense that, that plays hard. I'm not saying they're there because they're not there, but they're very much on the cusp of the being close to the 49ers. With the way they play, D'Amico Ryan's brings that kind of energy to the Houston Texans. I'll say this: C.J. Stroud, my God, man! I mean, there there is good rookie performances, and then there's that. And I mean, I think he's unless he has a major downfall, he's locked up Rookie of the Year. Well, Bryce Young can't win it. Bryce Young can't win it at all. But CJ Stroud's locked up rookie of the year, and he looks he might make a case for best rookie season ever. And I know Andrew Luck had a fantastic rookie season in 2012, but CJ Stroud, man, is just unreal. And they have found so many just hidden gems. You bring back Nico Collins, and he now is exploding. You find this hidden gem. I mean, we talk we talk about Puka Nakua as the hidden gem. No, Tank Dell is Tank the real Dell. Hidden gem. Tank By the Dell. way, that's in their own backyard because he went to the University of Houston. Yep, and they found him. And they just picked him right up. I mean, Damian Pierce is having an okay season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Is special. he? Even... But by the way, what 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 is the best friend for a young quarterback? Good tight end. They brought in your guy Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. I I he... like I said I people criticize that move, and I'm like, no, I've seen Dalton Schultz. Man, he he's a good tight end. Yeah. He's a sure hand. They are they are in good hand. They still have draft picks. They still have Cleveland's first round pick this year. Which they don't have oh their own God. because that went to Arizona and the Will Anderson deal, but they still have Cleveland's and they're building this thing beautifully. They really are. And the AFC South, let, let's be real honest. I don't know what Tennessee's gonna be over the next couple of years. I really don't know what Indianapolis is going to be over the next couple of years. The only guarantee is Jacksonville should be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, and I, I'm, I'm in on Indy. I because when I, I saw Anthony Richardson playing pretty well too. No, he was fine. They just got to get him some weapons. Yeah, one hundred. That, that's their 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 thing. So so Houston, Baltimore. Uh, they get respect. 
now now we're gonna get into to some some, <laughs> some not fun team uh some teams I'm gonna give a little bit to. I'm gonna start with the Jets. We're recording this Tuesday night, November seventh. The Monday night game was the Chargers and the Jets, which oh. the Chargers won twenty seven to six. Oh my god. Now I'm bringing up one quote from Robert Sala's press conference last night. Uh, this is from Nick Faria, who covers the Jets for Am New York. And I quote, it's a team game. Special teams giving up seven is not good, but we have a championship defense, a young offense. I get the frustration, but we have to keep finding ways to get better close quote. Oh, Robert, 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 Robert. You are a puppet, my friend. And the man... Actually, you know what, Robert? I apologize. I'm taking that back for a second. The New York Jets organization has become a puppet to the man pulling the strings, the man who likes to throw the ball on the sideline before every game, the man who likes to show he can walk. Noah's hero in life, Aaron Rodgers, is pulling strings. Now, there's a couple of reasons why I brought that quote up. So, the part where it goes, it's a team game, special teams gives up, giving up seven is not good. I get it. You never want to give up a punt return or a kickoff return for a touch. Totally get it. Your special teams gave up one more point than your offense scored. Let me repeat myself. Your special teams gave up one more point than your offense scored in an entire game. The Chargers could have never put their offense back out there, and they would have still won. By the way, by the way, Herbert didn't kill them. Herbert no, he didn't, didn't throw a touchdown. He was just efficient. He was fine. Yeah. I, I, and by, by the way, here's the part that bothers me the most. Not the fact that he called the special teams. But we have a championship defense. That's the part that bothers me, Robert Sala. That's the part that bothers me the most. Because you are nothing more than a glorified defensive coordinator posing as a head coach. Mm. So you can tout your defense, and I'm I'm fine with that. Tout it. Tout it all the way home. It is a team game. You win as a team, you lose as a game. It it the, the, I love that quote so much because he says we have a young offense. Like, no, you don't have a young offense, Robert Sullivan. You have an atrocious offense. Zach Wilson's a massive problem. He he's not a quarterback in this league. He is just not a quarterback in this league. And here's the crazy thing, Mike. And I this might be a controversial opinion. And I think Troy Aikman said this on on the Monday Night Football broadcast. Even if Aaron Rodgers is in this whole season, is the offense better? Yes, but that offensive line is so bad. I don't think it helps much. And that's the key to this whole thing because there's the video that circulated around with him telling Derwin James, Derwin James asking him, Oh, when you come back, Aaron Rodgers goes, Oh, 
couple of weeks. He retracted that statement today on Pat McAfee's show. Yeah. He retracted that saying, oh, it's he's give me not... a little bit longer. You, you know, it was a joking matter. He's not coming back this year, guys. Like, but, drop it. Here's the thing. He shouldn't come back. And if you're the Jets, you don't want him to come back for this reason. What you just said, the offensive line is terrible. And I know we're having someone come into the room right now who could vent. But in- how how perfect timing is this? We he, are texted, on- he texted our group chat to let are- it be known. Tom, we're Hello. talking about your beloved New York Jets. And I joined at the wrong time. Well, well, wait. I, I'm going to read you the quote I, I was going off on on Robert Salo about. All right. Let's hear it. So this was last night. It's a team. I quote, it's a team game. Special teams giving up seven is not good, but we have a championship defense, a young offense. I get the frustration, but we have to keep finding ways to get better. Close quote. Hmm. Well, there's a lot to unpack with the Jets. I mean, I picked the Chargers to win this game. I didn't think the Jets were going to match up well, but it was so much worse than that and more last night. And Robert Sala is definitely part of the problem, but the biggest part of the problem is that their offense is anemic. They're only The only offense I trust less is the Giants. It, it's just really <laughs> bad. Zach Wilson has not shown any improvement uh, that far. I mean, maybe the slightest bits, I will say. And I just don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to take you on a playoff run. Simple as that. I think the Jets are destined to win six, seven games. They're not going to win two or three or four because their defense is too good. And they do have Brees Hall who will break off a run. Now, back more to the quote from Salah, I, I kind of like what he's saying. because, But also, on the other hand, we're seeing a lot of penalties with this team. I don't know where this locker room, how much they do believe in him. I really don't think a lot of it belongs on him, on his shoulders. I think it belongs on the quarterback, mainly Zach Wilson. But I want to say a big problem with the Jets this year is they spent their money very dumb in the free agency. We're talking Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. These guys are non-factors. They're not contributing. Didn't dress last night. Yeah, they're they're not contributing. You're looking for another target out there other than Garrett Wilson. That could help. He's not there. You didn't trade for one because apparently you couldn't get Devontae Adams and that's all you wanted because you're still bowing down to Aaron Rodgers. And, and that's that, why you're it, stuck with these people is because yeah, you that, bowed down to Aaron Rodgers. It's 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 the biggest problem with them, Tom, for me is because they – like when we go to a Jet game, Aaron Rodgers gets more coverage than the Jet team. They yep, keep talking about true. when is he coming back, this, that, this, and that. It's like, guys – He's out. He's not coming back. He's not yeah. coming back this year. Let it go. And and I and I told Mike this right before you came in, Tom. And I said the problem is, and Troy Aikman said this on the broadcast last night. So shout out to him. If mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers is in this whole year, is this offense better? Yes, but that offensive line is so bad. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Yeah, that's that was the Achilles heel even going into this year with Aaron Rodgers where I'm sure I talked about it on the broadcast at some point, that the Jets didn't have a good offensive line. It only took four plays for Aaron Rodgers to get hurt. Rodgers' Achilles heel, too. Yeah, I mean, that ended up being an unfortunate thing. I mean, only the Jets, man. But I I probably used those exact words that this was their Achilles heel. They had to protect, protect their very old quarterback. 
And they're not protecting anybody. Tom, the only, Wilson, there's no time. Yeah, and Tom, the only the only stat I need to read is from last night is eight sacks. Yeah, it's hard. And they, they've had some injuries, but that's not an excuse. Every year it feels like the Jets, since DeBrickishaw Ferguson and Nick Mangle, the Jets have had a, a rotating circus at offensive line. And I get it. Offensive line is tough in this league to establish one and keep it going. I get it. It is very hard. But at some point, you have to slap the GM in the face and say, you've invested picks, you've invested money, your offensive line stings. Lakin Tomlinson was a huge mistake. He's not good. They thought this was this big signing at guard. You can find guards off trees for cheaper than Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, please. Tom, let me ask you this, because you're the Jet fan in the room now that you're here. Yeah. Who's more likely to come back next year? Robert Sala or Joe Douglas? That is a fantastic question. If it was up to me, I would say it's much more likely that Robert Sala will come back because I personally blame Joe Douglas for a lot of these issues. Number one, the offensive line never getting fixed. Number two, all the crap they bought in the offseason, Lazard and Cobb bowing down to Aaron Rodgers. This is on the general manager. And you know what else is on him? Not having a backup plan behind Aaron Rodgers. And, and we knew Zach Wilson was going to be there. They kind of had, they should have sent Zach Wilson for a, nothing, a pick of something. I don't know. It just not having any backup plan was so poor planning, too. Did and, we really think Aaron Rodgers behind that offensive line was going to make it 17 games? Yeah. And I mean, to begin with. And and Mike and I were talking, Tom, before you got in here. And, and you know, as, as much as the offense is struggling, Robert Sala does have a thing to hang his hat on. I mean, that defense is elite. Absolutely. And it was very bad when he got there. The first year, 2020, the Jets had one of the worst defenses in the league. It's quickly turned around. Yeah, they did draft sauce, whatnot. You can, you know, you could say, oh, he just got lucky with picks. But I do think Robert Sala has helped change that defense for the better. He did it in San Francisco. I think he's helped do it here. And a lot of these guys, like Quincy Williams, were guys that he wanted to keep around. They got on good deals. Bryce Huff, you know, so I, I just. I think he has done enough good to keep the job, even if they fall off a cliff here. But Joe Douglas, seriously, you have a lot to answer for. Also, drafting Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, but can we start to say that was bad? And oh, yeah. and also, the only good draft he had was the draft where they had three first-round picks, and he got Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, and he traded up for Jermaine Johnson. Other than that, who is he drafting? Seriously, mm-hmm. not yeah. much. Here would be my my response to what you said. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But here's my issue with Robert Sala. One, I mean the the light shines really bright off his head. That's part <laughs> of it. Um, but no, but you brought it up. This team commits way too many penalties. Mm. That's a coaching thing. And listen, I, I get it. You're right when you said they bowed down to Rodgers because they went and got Lazard and Cobb and did this, that, and the third. I don't know if that was Joe Douglas or I don't know if that was ownership because Woody yeah. Johnson was the one who led the charge on that stuff, it felt like. And, <laughs> and I don't know if Joe Douglas could get blamed for that. I don't know if he will. He probably will. <laughs> but I think this is a thing where you have to look at ownership and go – Again, I can relay this to the to the Mets, Tom. Steve Cohen yeah. wanted Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, two guys in their mid four in their forties, to lead a rotation. Does didn't work. Yep. I'm and not this- saying the Rogers thing wouldn't have worked, but you know what you're getting when you're going for a guy hmm. at the age of forty years old. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? They thought last year, because this defense was this good last year, they thought that this was just all they needed as a quarterback. And I probably said on podcast, the Jets need a quarterback, but they could use an offense to help some offensive line. You know, I, I think when we did our picks, and when I did pick it, I picked the Jets and Rodgers to go 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. This team had issues. And with Zach Wilson, they are very uninspiring on offense. But now my big concern is long-term. Are we going to start upsetting Garrett Wilson or, and Sauce Garner? Are they going to want to stick around? Because these are guys that are can actually play, and you want to keep them here. And here's why the would fun- they stick around this this franchise as a right here's now? Here's the funny thing. Tom, remember when the Rodgers news broke? What we see, they were burnt. Those guys were burning cheese heads and wearing Rogers jerseys. Oh yeah, they they were you not know, shy about how the, they don't like those. Those were the guys who who were like, "Hey, Zach Wilson, later, bro." Yeah. Oh yeah. And now that's all the of a sudden, it's so easy to forget because it only lasted four plays. But the Jets were almost were done with Zach Wilson. They, yeah, he yeah, was their backup. Like, he's out. He's yep. our back, career backup, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no. He's going to go chase Cougars. Right. Rodgers is down, and uh-oh. And Zach they Wilson? did everything around this offense tailored to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson are very different people. And the minute that you tell the offensive coordinator, hacking all them, oh, yeah, by the way, you now have to run with Zach Wilson. I get it. That's hard to just change on a dime. Four plays in? <laughs> That's crazy. And yeah. don't get me wrong, the offense – Daniel Hackett, I think, is doing a bad job, but he got dealt a really rough patch of cards. He really he did. did. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't hack it. I mean, it, it, it's crazy <laughs> just, to, just to go off this real quick is that with that offensive line, it's that it's crazy to see how you can have a team with a bad offensive line ruin amazing talent like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall yeah. and Dalvin Cook. Meanwhile, you could have guys who are fine you give them a great offensive line and they all of a sudden can look like superstars case yeah. in point I, I, this is the one that came into my mind the year that case keenum almost went to the super with the vikings they had a brilliant offensive line and case keenum had five had, case keenum had five six seconds in the pocket so he always found someone open hmm. and i gotta bring up one more thing because this just bugs me so much Mm-hmm. Uh, Broderick Jones. The Jets really wanted to draft Broderick Jones, a tackle. He ended up going to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh traded up with New England. Broderick Jones is already a starter. He looks amazing. The Jets had him in the palm of their hands, but Bill Belichick knew it, man. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you trade up. You go take Broderick Jones. It's just crazy. The Jets were so close to getting another good piece of the line. No, it didn't happen. The Jets have to prioritize it this offseason. That It has to be like – all their free agency moves, all of their draft have to be towards that offensive line. And if After they are going to put years. all their cards for Rodgers, that's it. They absolutely need it. And maybe one more. Get Devontae Adams if you can afford him, maybe. Yeah. That reunion After, would be nice. I mean, After all these years, Bill Belichick still owns the New York Jets. Isn't it crazy how much that impacted them? It's like oh. little things. All right. Th- there's one other team I-, I will go in on unless you guys want to. I'll go in elsewhere. Uh, I'm going in on the Bills here. Oh, boy. Adam ditched a good week because... Adam missed a great week, and Adam, I really want you to listen to this um, because there are going to be words said about this. The Bills lost (laughs) 24-18 to the Bengals on Sunday night where Mm -hmm. Chris Collinsworth told you about random people probably the entire game. Uh, Josh Allen was 26 of 38, 258 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 
He also had eight carries for 44 yards at a touch. The Buffalo Bills are immensely talented. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone will deny this. I heard Tony Romo during the Dolphin game, Dolphin-Bills game, say, you know what's going to change about the Bills in January? They have this ability to run the ball because they have this James Cook. James Cook got 10 touches on Sunday night against the Bengals. 10 touches. It is frustrating to watch the Buffalo Bills play offense. Josh Allen is great. He does Josh Allen things. He also still makes those horrible horrible, mistakes. Horrible, horrible mistakes. Horrible mistakes. But he, here's my thing. And I see people on Twitter and, you know, Nate texts it all the time in the group chat. That Ken Dorsey should be fired. Well, Ken Dorsey's a better offensive coordinator than Nate Moser ever was. <laughs> oh, poor Nate. Here's the thing. Poor Nate. He, he, he will always catch his strays. He knows. This offense, this team has a gluttony of stars. And the stars at times do their part. But at other times, they become invisible. Now, Josh Allen, he's going to do his thing. But I need someone next to Stephon Diggs to step up. Looking at you, Gabe Davis. Looking at you, Gabe Davis. Oh, okay. You were great when Cole Beasley was around. Since then, it's been up and down. Love Dalton Kincaid. Going to be a big-time player. Love him. I need more out of James Cook. How about Von Miller on defense? Oof. The game on the line, you, you're one-on-one with Joe Mixon. I need you, Von Miller, to make that tackle. You're a Hall yeah. of Famer. Where is the where is the where play is from this? Von, and Von Miller, here, here's the thing. I love you. I have nothing but respect for Von Miller. Don't focus on progressive commercials. Focus on making that tackle. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to get another Super Bowl here. And you know what? This team, I think, what the turning point was they beat the Dolphins and like they decided that was their Super Bowl, I feel like. Because since then, their offense has been uninspiring. I mean, it's probably better than the league average, but not by much. Mm-hmm. And the defense is playing all right, but it's just not been good enough. And I would start to finally worry a little bit if I was a Bills fan because – just I, you can only see the offense kind of spiraling farther out of control. I don't see crazy people stepping up fixing this right now. Uh, Josh Allen's still throwing picks. They're not utilizing James Cook that well, like you said, Mike. That's the really also because I own him in some fantasy leagues. But he if <laughs> picks and Gabe Davis can't do anything and Stephon Diggs is locked down, feed James Cook absolutely. That that's yeah. your key. And then in your short yarded situation, give it to you know. Latavius Murray, this should not be that hard to run, which is why I kind of understand. Like, I think they're being overdramatic, fired Dorsey, because the offense is still not that miserable. Like, trust me, I know miserable offense. The Bills don't need to start from the top, bottom. But I do think there's something up right now with this team and that they're not as dependable as they were in years past. And it's weird because they probably should be just as good. I mean, what's really changed? Who have they lost, quite frankly? They added Dalton Kincaid who is definitely a star. 
I mean, and, you've just got another big target out there. They lost Dawson Knox. That hurts because those two guys out there is is great. But like really, this year, other than being the Dolphins, this team's done not much to impress us. Yeah, they they beat up on the Commanders and Raiders in the early weeks of the year. They couldn't even beat Zach Wilson week one. Don't forget that. <laughs> I mean, and you know why they lost that game? Because they Josh Allen made dumb turnovers. And, like, and, that's going to lose you the game in these small, you know, 24-18 games like the Bengals. That turnover is the difference. It's so weird with the Buffalo Bills is that there's not, like, one glaring issue like there is in New York with the Jets. But there's just, like, all of these minor problems with the team that just it, – it's the bug bite mentality. There's just a million little bug bites everywhere that they eventually yeah. grow into a massive problem. And they just can't beat these good teams. They can't hang with these good teams. And, you know, and I hate to say it, but I, this team has never been the same since the 13-second loss to, to no. Kansas City Chiefs. They, that, they've yeah. never mentally recovered from that. Especially last year. They you know, never mentally recovered from that because it was so devastating. And it, it, sh- it sh- was because it's like you are up three points with 13 seconds left and you somehow let Patrick Mahomes get into field goal range. It's like – by the way, they were looking past Cincy last year. They oh, wanted yeah. that rematch. They looked past Cincy, and Cincy went in there and beat him. And Cincy said, look, we're the new new team on the block here. You and yep. KC have your moments. We're here. Yeah, and, 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 that guy. And they started off slow to the season, but like you said earlier, Mike, Cincy's back. Cincy's back. And we talked about it before you know, Tom came in. The AFC's loaded. If the season ended today, the Bills aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what's really crazy? The Bills have one of those hard AFC East schedules, and they've still got a lot of tough games coming up. They, I think they had the Broncos this week. So, like, if you don't win that, you can officially hit the panic button. Like, full oh, on it's alarm. Panic City if they don't beat the Broncos. Yeah, you can okay, hit so, the, so they get the Bron- They get the Broncos this week. Then they get the fighting Zach Wilsons. But you got to win those two. I, I really believe that. <laughs> then they play Philly. That's uh-huh. a big prove it game. Yeah. Kansas City. My, oh, oh, my God. Dallas. Very losable. <laughs> the Chargers. Losable. Yeah. And then they, pl- they end the season with uh, New England and the Dolphins. Well, the problem is they couldn't even beat New England two weeks, right? They lost to them. Yeah, they lost to New England. So that's not a given. I mean, that's a good thing. That stretch of Philly, KC, Dallas, and what was the last one? The Chargers. The Chargers. Are they in are they in California or are they in Buffalo for the Chargers? That will be oh. I think that's in LA, but I'll double check. Oh, that is a Brutal stretch of the it's season. It's funny because that's the brutal stretch the Jets had gone through. The Jets had to do Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. The Bills still have to do it. Yeah, that's and, crazy. But and by the way, what? no. He, here, here's the deal. It so they get the Broncos at home. They get the Jets home. It's at Philly, at KC, at home against Dallas, then at the Chargers. Oh, they will not be favored God. in Eagles or Kansas City. Without a doubt. And Dallas, that's going to be a toss-up. Uh, and, I, I mean, think. yeah, Dallas is, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier. I mean, they they took Philly to the limit. I mean, they are two plays. They're two inches away from beating Philly. Yeah. Oh, and the Cowboys are, are a great team. I mean, they they overall are better than the Bills right now. You can quote me saying that. I mean, and I mean, Dak's playing the best ball of his career. Mm-hmm. 
In the I past two weeks, Dak's been Tony Pollard unbelievable. More. I, we do need to use Tony Pollard more. I, that, that's definitely a, a concern. Um, one quick thing, Terrence Steele, get off my team. Stop. I mean, oh, I couldn't stand him last uh, Sunday night. You mm. gave up the two biggest sacks of the game. You watched the those last two plays. The sacks ain't coming from the left side with Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith. They ain't coming from up the middle with Biotish and Zach Martin. No, they are running around Ty- Terrence Steele. Un- He's not Superman, Man of Steel. Unbelievable. They have a problem there. They need to get that going or at least give him some help with maybe a tight end. Uh, what's it called? Stunt or something? A chip, a chip, something to help him out because that was bad. The, the Cowboys were on the eleven yard line of Philly and they didn't win that game with twenty seconds left. Like mm. they should have won, but Terrence still gave up two massive sacks. All right. Anything else before we dive into picks? I think that covers everything this week. I think we covered a lot before Tom got into that. We did because we, we were just kind of going. <laughs> yeah, my bad for impeding. No, that. you you were. Oh fine. no, you're that All great right. time, Tom. You you won picks last week. Oh, look at that. That's you went ten and four. No, you and Adam went eight and six, and I went nine and five. I have not done the addition yet, so bear with me on that. No All right, rush. we start with a Thursday night barn burner. Panthers Bears. You know, I oh. saw this game earlier. So Amazon, is- Amazon, you need to write a formal letter of complaint to the NFL because you got screwed. <laughs> um, Panthers Bears. It's still Tyson Bajan, right? Uh, Fields practice last couple of days. Yeah, he's questionable. So he's questionable. All right, I'm gonna go with the Bears right now, but if it's Tyson Bajan, I'm changing my mind. You know my rule. Honestly, you played play. better than Fields. I'll say it. Oh, <laughs> that, that that's that's a tough that's a tough sell. <laughs> did did you not watch the Saint game? Oof. I I honestly did not. I've just looked at the box score. I'm a box score Andy when it comes to the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not good. All right, but, uh, you got? Um, I'm gonna take the Bears too. They're at home, and the Panthers are just. Very bad right now. So, but I am curious yeah, I mean, actually one thing about the Bears, what their backfield's going to do because they're getting Khalil Herbert back. Deontay Foreman's randomly been good. Maybe they should keep giving him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go Bears to a DJ Moore revenge game. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And Deontay Foreman revenge game. A lot of revenge. And, this one. All right. We got another Germany game Ooh. Colts Patriots. Definitely going Colts. I've at least seen some good things from the Colts this year. The Colts won there at 500. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm going to agree on the Colts. The Patriots, yikes. That game against Commanders at home was a new low, I think, for the Patriots to not win that ball game. Yeah, I'm going Colts, too, and we are witnessing the end of the Bill Belichick Patriots. And can I just – I'll give one shout-out to Germany. I think they had a much better crowd than London. <laughs> Uh, the crowd was into it. Yeah. All right. No, we talked about these two teams earlier. This could be a fun one. Texans, Bengals. Ooh, this is fun. This um, reminds me of a random playoff game that happened, like TJ Yates versus it was, like, no, it was, uh, versus Andy Dobbs. Yeah. It was, 
No, it was Dalton versus Ryan Mallett. I think. <laughs> it was either Matt Mallett Hammer. or Yates. There's one of the two. Um, as good as the Texans have been playing, I like we said, Mike. I think the Bengals are back. I'm gonna go Cincy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have to go with the Bengals just because they've been. I mean, they just took down the Niners, the Bills, the Seahawks. They are pretty strong right now. Yeah, I'm going Bengals too. Sorry, Houston. This this is the heavyweight you're going up against. Yeah, yeah. this is. I this mean, is a, this is a prove it. Like, is this for real or not? If you, by the way, if you can keep this within a score, mm-hmm. I'd be very impressed. And, and I'm yeah. sure you guys mentioned it, but CJ Stroud really had such a fantastic. Oh, oh we we talked about it. We got and you could receiver. call him top ten quarterback already in the league, and I would not disagree. I really would not. <laughs> he has looked phenomenal. Packers Steelers Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, I, 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 the Steelers are somehow going to win ten games because they have one of the easiest schedules alive. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, this is a week where the Steelers will keep winning. I can't believe they keep winning. So give me the Steelers. Well, it's like you know what it is, Tom. Remember how we talked about how Atlanta had a dumb easy schedule? Look at the yeah. Packers schedule. It is dumb easy. The Steelers. the Steelers or Steelers, yeah. Look at the Steelers. It is dumb easy. By the way, they'd be four and four if Baltimore didn't gift wrap them that game. Yeah, that is a hundred. Instead, they're going to win this game and go to six and three. They're so yeah. They're somehow going to be top the AFC. Ugh. All right, Titans Bucks. Ooh, okay. Two teams looking for a big rebound week. The Bucks were close last week. The Bucks were close. Where is it? Tampa. I'll give the edge to the Bucks. Um, I think I'm in agreement. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bucks. For as bad as the defense looked, the offense was the offense was keeping up with the Texans. I'm going to go Titans. Mike Vrabel's better than Todd Bowles. <laughs> that, that, that's Henry. my reasoning. Neither team is that good. They should just keep feeding Derrick Henry because he really is still good. <laughs> All right. The old Cleveland Browns take on the new Cleveland Browns. We got Browns Ravens. Oh, boy. You give me a Baltimore. They've been really strong. I mean, we talked about the performance in Baltimore this year. Unbelievable. Who is it? Ravens Browns. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns in an upset only because it feels like the last few years every time it, they, the Ravens could be so good, but for some reason they don't match up well against Cleveland. I do think it'll be close, like absolutely close divisional. It's always like it's always like the the Browns beat the Ravens, but the Ravens beat the Bengals, but the Bengals beat the Steelers, and the Steelers beat the. It, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Baltimore because I just don't trust Deshaun Watson right now. Mm-hmm. And a win over the Cardinals just doesn't show me enough. Yeah. All We're right. Tuned. How about this one? Niners-Jags. Ooh, this this needs to be a get-right game for the Niners because you're going into your bye week. You went into your bye week on a three-game losing stretch after w- winning your first five but I don't think they're going to do it. I'm going to go Jacksonville. Hmm. Yeah, this is a tough one to pick right now. Um, I'll probably go with the Niners figuring it out this week and 
beat Christian I'm gonna McCaffrey. Go, I'm going to go Niners figure it out, too. Hmm. All right, Saints-Vikings. Ooh, this is a fun one. Isaac, uh, Justin Jefferson, fantasy owner. Please, Vikings, keep winning so they force him to come back. Yeah. Um, hmm. Ooh, this is a tough one. Where is it? Minnesota. Wow, this is a true toss-up. Uh, I am going to give the slightest of edge. While the Dobbs story is incredible, I'm going to give the slightest of edge to the Saints. They have. They are trying to win the. They're trying to win their division. They're gonna win their division. They're gonna win their division. Um. Yeah, give me the Saints, but this is really close. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Saints too. All right, Falcons, Cardinals. Falcons. Yeah, part of that easy Falcons schedule. Congrats. They'll win this one. <laughs> I'm going to go Cardinals. Oh, Why? Because Kyler Murray might come back, right? Because Kyler Murray's back. I'm going to go Cardinals. Atlanta hasn't been great either the past Did couple Did you guys weeks. talk a bit about how they don't know what they're doing with Bijan Robinson? <laughs> oh. We really didn't get into that, but. Yeah, eye opening. Just lead. read this. Just read what they did with Bijan this week, and you will get the whole story. Yeah, yeah, at the goal line, it was pass to Johnu Smith, run to Johnu Smith, false start, and then something else. Yeah, like jet sweep Johnu Smith. Like what? What? You took yeah. Bijan seventh overall. Well, we have the same conversation when they talk about Kyle Pitts. Yeah. All right, Lions-Chargers. Ooh, another fun game. This is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, Lions need to come back strong because they went into their bye week after getting absolutely smoked, right? They got, they got smoked by the Ravens, and then when they had their bye week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Lions last check. game I believe was the Ravens where they got absolutely destroyed the Lions last game was no they played the Raiders in between oh they did play the Raiders on Monday night um ooh. G- give me the Lions I-, I think they'll I think they'll turn it around and I'm I'm still not sold on the Chargers they they look a little better but I'm not sold on them yet okay Tom. Yeah, I like Detroit in this one. The Chargers did kind of Herbert didn't look spectacular yesterday. The Lions, I think, are overall a little bit better, so give me them. All right. No, no one's taking the Giants, right? Oh, oh no, Lord, Cowboys, no. Cowboys destroy the Giants. You, you know what? Yeah. Tom, let me ask you this. The line is 16 and a half. Oh, oh goodness. That might be the highest of the year so far. Um, I'm taking the over. I think I would take Dallas with the points just because the, Tommy DeVito, guys, like who's starting? Is Tyrod back? He's on IR. No, no, Tommy no, DeVito no. Versus the got to play Tommy DeVito. Yeah, oh, yeah give mean... me 17. That's wolf. Commander Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle will figure it out. But I know they, I know they got trounced by the Ravens, but – that they'll figure it out. Yeah, I, someone right. mentioned that was mainly be, because, well, the AFC NFC divide is 
bigger than we oh, thought. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But Seattle could still com- compete with the Commanders. I mean, come on. Yeah. They could beat them. All right, Jets, Raiders. Oh. Oh, I don't want to pick Ugh. this one. Oh, that's right. This is the Sunday night. Sunday game. night. What are they you decided thinking? not to flex this out? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Raiders. Wait, wait, Tom. You want a better one? Next Sunday night is Vikings Broncos. Oh, that, oh no. please. All right, uh, I'm going Raiders. Hmm. I am taking the Raiders too, just because the Jets didn't seem good enough last night to beat the Raiders. I really didn't. I'm gonna take the Jets. You're dead. Oh my God, Mike. You're I mean, insane. listen, I think the Jets are favored. They have a really good defense, but I don't know if I oh, can trust the Jets. By the way, we, did, we, did, we didn't get into this. We didn't really get into the Josh McDaniels. Oh my God, yeah. Thing. We forgot the Josh McDaniels firing. We got into so many other things. Oh my goodness. I yes, mean, well. Josh McDaniels was fired last Tuesday after getting that, chewed out by everyone on his team. Yeah, it was not pretty. Then they laid the smackdown on the Giants. It was it was a long yeah. time coming, and it was worth it. And Josh McDaniels should never here. become a head coach in this league. Oh, never again. <laughs> All right, Monday night, we got the Broncos and the Bills. Bills get right game. Yeah, Bills have to win. Sorry, Russ. This is, they lose this, like I said. Alarms are going to go off. <laughs> All right, who's your lock of the week? I feel like I mean, the, to me, it's the only week I think I can positively use them. I'll take the Raiders over the Jets. Did uh, <clears throat> Does it say if I've used Dallas yet? <laughs> I believe so, but I can always double check it tomorrow. If I did use them, then I will gladly take, uh, let's see, if, then I'll take Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Seattle at home over Washington. Mm, that's a good one. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check out this podcast, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. It blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. For Noah Trumley, Tom Russo's I am Mike Rifkin. Thank you for listening to the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast here on the Sports Insanity Network. And enjoy week 10, everybody. <laughs>